2: Welcome to the Red Reaction Show. 913-586-7610. Nick Price, Dusty Likens. Been a minute. That's right. Had a week off. Back at it. Feels good. You know, we, we've used certain narratives this entire season. We're 10 weeks in. Your team is 7-2, doing exactly what you want exactly where you want them to be. I think I speak for most of you. Two Sundays ago, the next day, a little somber, a little, I think they should have played better. Then it kind of turned into a Jacksonville game where maybe you're concerned that the Chiefs aren't blowing teams out like that. We'll talk about that a little bit here in a second, but I would say if anything, this Sunday mission accomplished, right? So we take the number one descriptive story that we would, that we've been doing with this Kansas City team. 913-586-7610. Not our show, it's yours, Red Reaction Show. Also the same as the Jay Southland Tow Service, text line 913-586-7610 as well. You're doing exactly what we've tried to tell you that you need to do. If you're following this season, if you're following this show, if you're following kind of the story that we're trying to set up for you, which is mission accomplished this past week. In early parts of the season, the Chiefs have lost a game where everybody else lost and you could have made some serious ground. It happened twice before that. The week you lost to the Colts, that type of thing happened. A lot of division teams lost. Bills had lost. Could have made up some ground. Nothing really fluctuated your way. Then, it happens again when you lose to the Bills. A couple of your teams in your division lose. And then this week, it finally happened. Bills lose, Chargers lose, Raiders lose, Broncos lose. Perfect case scenario. And now the Chiefs are the top spot. The number one seed as of now going into week 11 will have to go through Arrowhead Stadium. We'll have to go through the Kansas City Chiefs being a home field and probably you consider AFC candidate favorite. They're doing exactly what they need to do to win. And, and I mentioned this earlier is that I think there are a lot of people that are concerned that the Kansas City Chiefs aren't blowing teams out. And before we get into your calls, 913-586-7610, I think there's two reasons for that. I think one, I think in today's NFL, it is kind of hard to blow teams out. Now, they, they kind of blew out San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Arizona, and th- those games will happen, but I think there's a couple of things that go against the fact that these things don't happen. One, I think the Chiefs are just viewed differently because of what their offense is and who controls that offense Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. So I think that, yes, there's a lot of people that think the Chiefs should put up 45 points a game. Now they're the number one scoring offense in the NFL, they have a good enough defense to where they can keep teams away score wise. But that's what I've seen so far on the national level is that, well, when it comes to the power rankings, how do you rank them? Well, there's two NFC teams that are pretty damn good. They got one loss combined between the two of them, between Minnesota and Philadelphia. Philadelphia, up 14-10 uh, on Washington early on in the in the, I believe it's the first quarter still, but still early. And then the Chiefs will be right there. And 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 they'll have the Chiefs at like the third team when it comes to power rankings because again, the national perspective is the Chiefs should be blowing teams out. Because they're playing Tennessee and Jacksonville. What constitutes a blowout? I think at least a 14 to 15, 14 more points. Two touchdowns is a blowout, I think. Okay. In today's NFL. And they won that game 27-17. They survived against Tennessee. They have the Chargers this week, the Rams the following week, and then what, Houston, Denver? No, no, no. It's Chargers, Rams, Bengals, right?
3: Mm -hmm. Is that how
2: it goes? So, I don't know. And again, I think that they're put into this category that Mahomes should have four touchdowns every game, which he's now thrown for at least four touchdowns in three games this year. Um, By the way, wasn't sacked at all yesterday, so there's that. But the other reason why I don't think that they're necessarily blowing teams out is the fact that, I don't think they've fully gelled yet. And I think you've noticed that in the Tennessee game. I think you've noticed that in the in the Jacksonville game, that little things are still happening. Now, Doug Peterson kicking that onside kick, that's a hog flex in the Hall of Fame. That's a, hey, I'm going to put Andy Reid in a position where it's, you know, socks on the ice. Hey, I'm going to do this just to cause chaos. And I, I respect the move. It didn't work out. You know, Mahomes throws into interception towards the end. There's the Pacheco fumble. And then my buddies, you know, they're, you know, well, we see Pacheco the rest of the game. Well, like Andy Reid does, he gives the ball right back to the person. So I don't think that they've officially gelled yet. They're seven and two. They're the top spot in the AFC. They're the top spot in the AFC West. If they win against the Chargers on Sunday night, they have a three game lead in the AFC West. It's all but done. And then you just maintain position. Like we said before. The, the vision that I've used for the last month is that be the car that gains up to the car in the fast lane that's already going 80-85, but you want to go 90. And when you do that, you cause them to get nervous. You cause them to kind of get over, get out of the lane so that you can move on. And the Chiefs have officially surpassed the Bills last week. Let's go to Batman and Lawrence. Batman, signal up. Go ahead. Batman? Not there? I don't know what happened to Batman. Phones are tricky.
1: I don't know what's going on with the phones right now.
2: You mean me to switch over to the side and take it? We're working on it. Let's see if this works.
1: Dusty so just ran around the studio just to, just to give a little visual. You got it? Nothing?
2: Yep. I don't know what's going on. Let's just go to break. We'll be right back. 913-586-7610.
4: This. this is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Helsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick
1: Price.
2: Back in, Red Reaction Show, 913 Not our show, it's yours. Dusty Likens, Nick Price, here on 610 Sports Radio on a, on a snowy night. Is it still? Yep, it's definitely snowy. i blame snowy. the snow
1: on that last segment.
2: Yeah, the phone lines are down. We'll try this again. Batman, go ahead, man. I know, there.
5: man. You know, we, we have to succeed. We'll succeed through all the viruses, werewolf, because the moon isn't full. And I don't smell any wolf's pain, but you're still out, aren't you? Oh, of course, man. Of, You know, the gig of this is, we're, we've done this before. It's like a repeat. The renaissance of 2019, except it's being done differently. You know, Patrick had the, the operation on his own leg, and we had our defenses in shambles, and we're trying to get everybody together. Uh, this time, this year we have, uh, you know, people have been getting their their punishments their, and everything else. We've still had a lot of problems. But this. did you see, Coach? Uh, Spag face, I mean, he's got that deep, uh, uh, and I've been texting, you know how the bat is. I'm very busy solving crime. I got the Riddler's grandson, Frank Gorson's grandson, and and, and, and somebody related to the Joker has been jamming the signal. That's why I've had trouble getting it. But not tonight, you know. Uh, the bat signal is, is stronger. It will always, good will always overcome the evil. But our swag which is the whole essence of our team because Patrick Patrick is the best MVP candidate every year because he's the most volatile quarterback that we've ever seen. He's a he's a uh, he's incredible. Travis is a the, is the goat. And, you know we already have two necessary elements and he's I call it red machine. When I text you guys when I'm busy and I call it red machine. It's Andy's red, red machine because he's developed it. He, he's put, done this process before. He, he, we have been the best team for five, six years. Uh, every, day, year, every year we've won the division, we were great. Anything can happen in those last games. But we, we started it, Werewolf, I'm, I'm being sincere. We started it before, uh, after the injury in, in 2019. We started that winning streak. And it was right when Honey Badger and everybody started gelling. And when we get Frank Clark back in there, I'm telling you, uh, and you had, and earlier Mitch had George on there, and George is insane, and our rookies, what other team has that many rookies starting that are that volatile? We've got the best set up. and just because I did it, and you and me did it, you know the kingdom did it, we did it in 2019, let's just do the streak and roll over everybody and take it again, and show everybody it's for real, and don't mess with with what we got here, which it is a dynasty, and you know it is. We've been so damn close, we could have done it five times in a row. And that's why I love you, and it's Rock Chalk Day. I got this all I can say. I love you real well. Thank
2: you. Much love, Batman. Lots to get into there. Quickly, though, Frank Clark back this week. uh, Suspension lifted. He's good to go. Uh, As for years past and everything that has occurred throughout the years, it does seem like same book, different story, right? Or different book, same story. I guess is probably the best way to say that. I always get sayings wrong, but it just seems like here we are again, national coverage. You know, you can talk about the Minnesota game against Buffalo. You can talk about Philadelphia being eight. zero and, and playing on Monday night football, but it it's, here we go again. You know, Mahomes started the season. We'll get into that a little bit later on with the, the MVP odds where he sits now. You look at why people were talking about Buffalo. Buffalo's super talented, but that game seemed a little bit like a team that's not really ready
1: for it. Seemed like the same old story. Yeah, it just seemed like you know, dumb mistakes. Just uh, people think they're ready for it, they're ready for that smoke, and then all of a sudden the Chiefs are on their heels and they crumble. And I think that they are. I just think that I think they are, too.
2: Like, I think the problem is, is that with Buffalo, it seems kind of like and, and, and I'll talk about this uh, at, a, at about eight thirty eight between 830 and 45, is that I think Buffalo is a team that that has been so close, but missed it so often that they just constantly play worrious football like they just they're constantly looking over their shoulder. They're constantly thinking about things that they can't control. Like, the only thing that they could have controlled on Sunday was beating Minnesota, and they didn't do it. And the reason they lost to Minnesota was their star quarterback. Like, it wasn't their defense completely. Like, their defense gave up the 90-yard run or whatever it was to Dalvin Cook. Their defense, which is supposed to be the best defense in the league or close to the best defense in the league, seems to always kind of you-know-what in the big game. Josh Allen is now 0 for 4 in overtime. Hasn't won. Just, I don't know. You know, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know why it is that 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 tense situation. He's lost to Houston in that wild card round his first year in the league. He's lost to Tampa in overtime. He lost a 13-second game, and he lost to Minnesota in overtime. That's not good. Like, you have to have wins. Like, yeah, Mahomes is an undefeated in overtime. He's lost in overtime. His first overtime game against Brady, he lost that game. Didn't touch the ball. But, again, like, it just seems like here the Chiefs are once again – Seven and two. Now last year they weren't seven and two. This year they they've been better. And you know, everybody else loses and and you do your job. You control what you can control. You apply pressure by doing that. And now you're seeing that develop. And 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 now I have the question in my head, which is: do you want Buffalo and Kansas City in the AFC Championship? Or do you want Miami in Kansas City in the AFC Championship? You want Tyreek Hill here against Patrick Mahomes? Possible MVP against possible offensive player of the year. Big trade, big drama. Who knows? Dan, KCK, floor is yours. Go ahead,
6: Dan.
7: Hey, Dusty. Hi, Nick. Glad I got the phones working back again. That was great to see. And I'd like to tell you, it was a great game by the offense. I went to the Power and District to watch the Washington game. It was a really great game. Kelsey and um, uh, and Scanlon with a touchdown. And congratulations to Car- Cardarius Tony with the touchdown on his first foot uh, as a chief. Defense played real good. They stopped Etanine Jr. And I would like to get your thoughts. I think uh, Andre Cisco should have gotten penalized for that flag. You know, I mean, come on. That's a helmet to helmet on, on Juju and, uh, and Binka. Agreed on the scanting that that wasn't it was close but it was shoulder to shoulder and the uh, number one seat and uh, and Josh Allen fumbling the ball then throwing an the interception you know to get the number one seat how I'm surprised that Josh Allen played guys what do you think about that and I was gonna ask you do you think Derek Carr was uh, uh, putting on an act or you think you know, those tears were real take care so guys let's take care of the Chargers
2: thanks for the phone call Tate. Nick you want to go first because you you were kind of passionate about that hit. You were there,
1: right? Yeah, I was there. So you go ahead and, I was out and there. give the scene. So I was out there with my dad. I mean, you know. it. Shout but, out, Mike. Shout out, Mike. Um, one thing is, you know, right when that hit happened, it was flag on the field, and then they pick it up. And the crowd just, you know, lost their minds again. I thought we were in for another game like the Raiders game where oh, yeah. you make this guy want to quit refereeing football games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after that, the MVS hit no flag on that. It almost got to that level. But I mean, really I agree with what you've heard the player audio all over the station today on all of the shows throughout the day. And I agree with them in saying, if you're going to say that you want to protect players and you want to take those kind of hits out of the game, the very least that you can do is keep the penalty, not mm-hmm. even like throw the flag because they did throw the flag, keep it on the field. And you know, it was it was one of those nasty, scary plays where, you know, everything's just kind of uneasy after that. Uh-huh. But if we really want to focus on making this game safer and taking those really just reckless plays out of it, you got to not only punish them on the field, uh-huh. but also in their pocket. And I wouldn't be surprised if later on this week, he ends up getting fined for that hit. And if that's the case, then the NFL officiating dropped the ball by not throwing a, or not – keeping the flag on that play. I don't know. I just, you know, obviously I think it was part of what drove the chiefs to come together as a team in that game. And we did see some things out of it. It was good to see Juju get up and uh. hear that he was doing all right after the game, but there's no place for that particular kind of hit in football. We see it too often. And the thing is I'm a little shaky about what Juju's status is going to be going into next week because the NFL's already got an image problem when it comes to these head injuries. Mm. Are they really going to trot him back out on the field and see if he gets hurt again? I don't think so. So here's my opinion on the hit. Initial reaction, seeing
2: Juju get smacked, was one of those like, oh, damn. Because I have, ever since really like the TJ Hawkinson hit a couple years ago, and then that, who was it? It was like a Chargers player that also got hit. Uh, against the chiefs. I don't know if it was Hunter Henry, but it was somebody, the guy hit for the chargers. And like the first thing I do is I look at their extremities and the minute that they have like their fingers or their hands just go stiff or they, they do that like awkward position. I think to myself, okay, this isn't good. And as soon as Juju was hit, I was like, that's not good. And then, you know, emotion aside, I look at it from a perspective of just a fan. Like, okay, that hit seemed dirty. There's a flag. And then you kind of look at it in slow motion and the way that I will lean towards, I think there was a little bit of, of nastiness to the play was if you watch Cisco load up before he hits. Now mm-hmm. I know Juju's expecting the hit and he looks like he's starting to come down and the, the the flag that we're all arguing is hit to a defenseless receiver, which if the definition of being hit by a defenseless or being, hitting a defenseless receiver is as simplistic as he was hit and didn't know it was coming because he couldn't defend himself, then it's not a flag because Juju saw it coming and kind of cringed in, and then the impact happened. Now, the NFL is also very inconsistent in a lot of controversial calls. Right. These types of calls are some of them. The other thing about it, too, there's no way that's a touchdown. Okay, never mind. Um, And so the other thing about this, too, is that it's like, okay, what is your image of your league? Like, are you trying to get these hits out of here? And When I was in uh, in the studio earlier between breaks of the Nate Taylor show, I asked Nate Taylor, I said, obviously, the conversation in the locker room was it was dirty. Like, the players didn't like it, right? One of their players is laying helplessly cold and, and out of it on the turf, not to be coming back to the game. Luckily, Juju's doing fine. Glad that's that way. Didn't need a cart, didn't need, you know, was walking with a trainer off the field. Right. Which is a super positive sign. Wobbly, but he I'm was. I like you. I don't think he plays Sunday. I don't
1: think so. Just with the
2: way the NFL is with its concussion protocol. It would
1: just be, you know, worst case scenario for the NFL and their image that's already shaky when it comes to player safety. Right. If something like that happened on national TV after everything with Tua earlier this year and, you know, all the hits that we've been seeing.
2: And it looked very Tua-ish when he was on the floor. Like, he had the same type of fingers. Like, they were stiff. He wasn't moving. It's
1: had, like, an involuntary cerebral thing that they've been talking about, you know, where... yeah. It's bad. It's, it's not good. To
2: give it a, a, as easy as explanation I can, it's like when you restart your hard reset on your computer. Mm-hmm. You turn it off. The computer is blank for about 10 seconds, and then the light starts flashing and everything kind of comes to. That's like the best way I can explain what happened to Juju, what happened to Tua. I think Tua's was a little bit more severe because he had had a previous week where he got a concussion. So this week, Juju's got to clear two different protocols. Basically, he's got to clear the NFL's concussion protocol. Plus, he's got to go through everything else. Make sure it's all right.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's playing. But my thing with this whole deal is, as the NFL, how are you going to stand there and say that you're there for the players? And I think that the players feel a little betrayed when you pick up a flag like that. They just don't know. Because it's just like incompetence then at that point.
2: If you go back, and I was like I was saying with uh, Nate Taylor and, and Carrington, if you go back and think about the Juan Thornhill hit, where he hit Mike Evans and they called it a flag, it was not a flag. Like it was a clean hit. It was shoulder pad to shoulder pad. But it looked bad, so I think it just kind of depends on what referee is calling the game, which is unfortunately the sucks. NFL is. You because know? some guys are going to be like, you know what, didn't like that, that's a flag. Whereas other refs are going to say, you know what, it was clean. We looked at it on the video re- review. We didn't think he did anything wrong, but it is it is what it is.
1: I feel like in that case, though, if you're going to err on the side of caution as a referee, just keep the flag. Like you know, give the Chiefs the first down there. Like give them at least say, hey, that that hit looked bad
2: go with your instinct.
1: Big T and Shawnee,
2: go ahead.
8: Yeah. Hey, dust man. Uh, Nick, thanks for taking my call. So first of all, I'd like to wish Juju a healthy speed recovery, man. We need you. Uh, so I hope he gets healthy soon. Uh, so, you know, yesterday, man, you know, we had a noon game. Uh, uh, our, our rainbow is shining bright. We, we, our rainbow came out with a victory. The boys in red, white, and gold, uh, Played fantastic yesterday. I mean, they get three turnovers, and they still beat a team by double digits. I think the team hadn't been, been beat by double digits all year. They were driving down towards the end, running out the clock. If they wanted to score, they could have probably to even put a, a bigger beat down on them. Nice job. Offense line uh, protected Patrick wonderfully. They blocked great for the running back. We had a little fumble. That's okay, That the coach. That's why you love Big Red because he loves his – his players, and he treats them like he's, they're his sons. Big Red, we love you, Big Red. Keep up the great work. And, and you know, that offensive line just protecting Pat and not being beat up, that defensive line was pretty good for, for, for Jacksonville. But the MVP is Patrick Mahomes, baby, the, the 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 best trigger man in the league, the king of sling. He's a badass. We love him. He, he's a fan of beauty. We can all dig him, baby. And, and, and that defense what a, what a game. The second half from Tennessee, and it carries over. Uh, Spags is not getting enough credit. Either is this defense. I love how Andy Reid talks about Mike Dana and Colin Sanders and some of these other unheralded kids, you know, the rookies, Carl and what about Leo Chanel? And just that secondary, that Duffy kid's going to be a star. Chris Jones, you're badass. Keep up the great work, Spags. And way to go, coaching staff, to get these guys ready because we got a big game coming up. And by the way, Frank Clark is coming back. We got a guy. He he had his best game against Frisco. Now he did a suspension. He took his medicine like a man. We got to get him back in the rotation. Carlos Dunlap, way to go! Hell yeah! This this they're playing tenacious D. Everybody just keep it rolling. They're steam 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 rolling ahead. And you know what they do to the Chargers? You know what they do to our division? And 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 and, and you know what they do in, in November and December? It's, it's ours to keep, baby. We're, we're, we're the big dogs on the porch right now. <laughs> Buffalo got beat yesterday because they didn't take care of business. And this is why this team is great, because we take care of business. Let's go out and beat them Thunderbolts. Let's put an ass kicking on the Chargers. Let's put them to rest. And as always, let's go Chiefs.
2: Chiefs. Chief, 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 Chief. Big T with the call. Hey, man, you want to talk about Patrick Mahomes? I'm going to tell you what. Keep it right here because when we come back, it's nine games he's played this year, seven and two, but that's not the most impressive stat. When we come back. Patrick Mahomes and the MVP watch is becoming more and more a reality.
4: This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens, brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price.
1: I'm so bad at it.
2: Yeah, you'd think that as bad as I am, that I would quit. But I can't. Ain't no quitter. No. So, one bet, though, that screamed obvious to me was at the very beginning of this year, when Kansas decided to legalize sports betting, sports gambling, And I looked at the futures because there were no games to bet. There were, you know, there weren't any individual things that you could bet that day on the NFL except for future bets. And the one that I looked at was first, I'll be honest. I went offensive player of the year and I took Justin Jefferson. Cause I was leading every fantasy football show with Justin Jefferson should be your first overall pick. In every single league, if you're picking first, take Justin Jefferson. If you're picking first, not pissing, if you're picking first or second and somebody takes somebody over Justin Jefferson, take Justin Jefferson. I'm not sure that one's going to win. It's got a chance because right now it's him or Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill seems to be what I would think leading in that category. But not by much. Jefferson can still, by the way, that was the greatest catch I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: Oh, yeah. He had a few. Odell's yesterday. is
2: probably the second greatest. Now that Justin Jefferson catch is the greatest catch I've ever seen. Especially in my just
1: life. like the moment. Fourth and eighteen. Fourth and eighteen. He stole it from a defender and jumped up he, in the air and one-handed. He it. basically like had a one-handed interception.
2: Yes. Yeah. And it counted. Yeah. So, future bet there. The only other future bet I made is, I said, you know, just for blanks and giggles, I wonder what Patrick Mahomes' MVP odds are. Probably like 450, 425. No. Those were Josh Allen's. Patrick Mahomes, when I took it, was plus 900. And it took me 17 seconds to put money down for money one, if happens. Right now, after 10 weeks, nine games, Patrick Mahomes is your MVP of the NFL. Now his other two candidates, Jalen Hurts who is currently losing on Monday night to the Washington Commanders, and he looks all right. And Tua Tagovailoa, Tua so far this season, I believe, is undefeated. I think the only losses they have are without him. I think they lost the game that he was out. I think they lost another. I think they lost the two games he was out, and they lost a game. I'm not sure. I think he might have one loss. But either way, since he's been back, his numbers have been astonishing. Tyree Kill's not getting those numbers on his own. Jalen Waddell's not getting those numbers on his own. And Miami's the second-place team in the AFC. I would say those are your three MVP candidates. I would also throw Saquon Barkley in there.
1: So hard for a running back to win, though. Nobody's going to win the it's award a, except a quarterback. Yeah, it's a quarterback.
2: Because what they need to do is just call it like the best quarterback, then the MVP, whatever. But now granted, Patrick Mahomes won Offensive Player of the Year
1: and the MVP. Two a 7-1, by the way. 7-1. 18 touchdowns, three picks.
2: Yeah. So he's quite far behind Patrick Mahomes. Now granted, he hasn't played as many games as Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is 7-2 in nine games. He has a 66.9 completion percentage. He's thrown for, and I'm not making this up, 2,936 yards. He averages eight yards in attempt. He has 25 touchdowns and seven interceptions. He has the number two highest QBR in the NFL. He leads the NFL in passing yards and in touchdowns. And when it comes to the NFL and it comes to quarterbacks, the two stats that matter the most that stick out on the page touchdowns, yards. And right now, he has more yards than anyone, more touchdowns than anyone. And their team is the best team in the division. And I've said this before. Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have cornered themselves into MVP and Coach the Year honors that are impossible to get unless they do something that is super egregious, super outlier historical, something along those lines. And Patrick Mahomes could, I don't know if he will, but Patrick Mahomes could break the record for most passing yards in the NFL. That is like what Nick Price alluded to, historical. The other thing that Patrick Mahomes would have to do is he'd have to have a better year than he had as a first-year starter where he threw 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. Well, he only needs 2,000 more yards to go, and he's got eight games left. You would think that that's probably going to hit. The other thing about this is that he's probably going to throw for 50 touchdowns again. Now, he's got 25. He's going to average at around maybe 48, and like your boy had told you earlier in the year, I predicted 4,800 passing yards and 48 touchdowns. Seems like a lock. But the thing about the stats that make Patrick Mahomes also this way is that this is a year in which a lot of people said, well, let's see what he looks like without Tyree Kill. And he's got the best team in football, I think. I think they're better. I think if the Eagles and the Chiefs play, the Chiefs win. I think if the Chiefs and the Vikings played, the Chiefs win. I think if you play Buffalo again, you probably win that game. And Patrick Mahomes has done everything that everyone thought that maybe he couldn't do without that type of an electric wide receiver. Now it is a wide receiver by committee. And it's working out great because now Patrick Mahomes just keeps you guessing. And I think one of the toughest things that you could possibly do against Patrick Mahomes is guessing. Because it's like Justin Verlander or Clayton Kershaw in their prime. They will throw you the fastball for the first two innings. And then when you come up for your second time around and you think fastball is coming, then the curveball gets thrown that you know they have. But now you've got to guess between two pitches that are absolutely elite, just like going up against these receivers. Kadarius Tony, Travis Kelsey, MBS, Juju Smith-Schuster, Sky Moore, McCole Hardman. There's too many options, and they all can run about three solid to maybe four solid routes each that they can just call their bread and butter. And then you throw a quarterback out here like this, that in one, two, three games, has thrown at least four touchdowns. In six games, has thrown three or more touchdowns. And is averaging almost a 70% completion percentage. It's insane what Patrick Mahomes is doing this year, given the circumstances that everyone thought that his numbers or maybe the offense would go down. And the reason why I think he should be your MVP candidate and the number one MVP leader is not because I put a futures bet on that could win $300 plus, 325 bucks. That's a nice payday. But it's because of the situation. It's because of what he's done. MBS was not this receiver with Aaron Rodgers. Juju Smith-Schuster, for a little bit, was this receiver for Ben Roethlisberger.
1: Hasn't been in a minute, though.
2: Right. Due to injuries, due to age, and, and some other stuff like that. By the way, halftime in Philadelphia, Washington. Washington leads 20-14, to 14, for those of you that bet, plus 11. Washington, you're looking really good.
1: Unders looking bad. Not good. For the people out there that bet that.
2: Yeah. Not good. But the thing about Mahomes and the thing about the Chiefs is what Nick, Nick Price and I just said. You got to do things that are a little goofy. Everybody wanted Buffalo to win this, the division this year. Everybody wanted Buffalo to win the AFC. Buffalo's not there. The Chiefs are. Everyone thought the offense takes a step back. The offense take a step forward. It's number one offense in the league. They average almost 30 points a game. They almost scored 30 again. Mahomes threw four touchdowns. His numbers aren't going anywhere. His numbers are staying up. And he's lost somebody who's about to put 2,000 wide receiver yards in the NFL that's never been done before.
1: Yeah, he's lost somebody that's about to be the best offensive player that's not a quarterback in the NFL. Right. And, you know, it goes back to what you said before about how it's tough for guys like Mahomes and for Reed to win these basically best player awards, right? Because the league likes to shake things up. I mean, I look at it back when – you know, LeBron should probably have a lot more MVPs than he does because it's just expected that he's supposed to put up those kind of numbers. And if he doesn't do something that's tremendously better than that, then he just, you know, he did what he was supposed to do. And it's the same kind of thing. Yeah,
2: Kobe Kobe lost like like an MVP to Steve Nash because Kobe didn't average 29 and have, you know, 13 and all these Kobe numbers.
1: Right. But that's one of the things that Mahomes is going to see a lot in his career is unless he does something that is just – historic or so far and away better than what everyone else is doing, or he does it with, you know, overcoming injuries, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's weird for the reason why he gets it. He's not going to get it very often, but I mean, this year he's been the best player in the NFL hands down.
2: Coming up next, I think Wally Pipped could be an issue with the Kansas City Chiefs. Plus, we looked past this week. Now it's on to the Chargers. Another primetime game and another division-clinching game could be up next for the Los Angeles Chargers. Nick Price, Dusty Likens, Red Reaction Show. Not our show, it's yours on 610 Sports Radio.
4: This is the Red Reaction Show with Dusty Likens. Brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs, serving the kingdom for over 100 years in 200 locations. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the red reaction show. Taking your calls now at 576 7610 Here's dusty. Likens.
1: And Nick price.
2: All right. Final segment. Nick price has to get off and take before we get out of here. But before we do that, Gino and OP go ahead, brother.
6: Well, I wanted to chime in here about the MVP situation. Okay. You know, I, I think it's important that our guy get as many MVPs as possible and this Jalen Hurts thing I I do a lot of uh, futures betting and I bet a matrix of guys to be MVP and I I, I ended up with 12 guys and I, I won't bore you with how I I I worked this out but I did not take Jalen Hurts so I am rooting against him this if he, if he gets MVP it's going to cost me five figures oh, so wow. I'm, I'm I'm invested but let me say this I, the, the casual fan, the eyeball test will tell you that Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback than him. I think everybody deep down in their heart knows that he's a better, more valuable player. But there's one thing that Hertz has going for him. You, you mentioned some things uh, a few minutes ago saying, like, you know, he's the new guy and all this kind of thing. But one thing is the mystique, the aura of leading an undefeated team. And they're playing tonight. They're losing at halftime. And I'm rooting really, really hard for the Eagles to lose this game because once they're not the only undefeated team in the league, and especially if they get beaten by this 4-5 and five Washington team, then, they, then he looks a whole lot more ordinary. And while he's having a really great year, and I don't want to take anything away from him. I never thought he would get this good. He gets better every year. I don't think you would ever mistake him for Patrick Mahomes. He is not as good, and he's never going to be – is good if he lives to be 100 years old. Having said that, he does have a chance to be MVP this year, and I am deathly afraid that these guys are going to go 16 and 1 or 17 and 0, and that these writers are going to give him MVP because of what his team has achieved. And uh, that's that's pretty much my two cents. I I would just hate to see our boy be the best guy. Uh, and uh, my new nickname for Mahomes, by the way, uh, is Baby Goat. Uh. And you know, you know what a, a baby cat is a kitten, a baby dog is a puppy. What is a baby goat called? Can I ask you that question?
2: You know, I actually answered this correctly in a trivia question, but I've forgotten it.
6: Uh, go ahead. A baby goat is a kid. Yeah, kid. So yeah. Patrick Mahomes is the kid. He is the baby goat. He's uh, he's 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 Junior Brady, and uh, he should be MVP. Well, you know, we got the rest of the season to play. But uh, my my belief is that he will earn the MVP, and if he does, uh, I got about 13,000 reasons that I do mm-hmm. not want Jalen Hurts to be awarded this if he doesn't earn it. Hey, thanks for your time. Gino, anytime. Call tomorrow night, and we'll
2: get on to that, uh, that five figures of what it is because, like the text line said from the 816, five figures. Tell them we're not bored. We want to hear it <laughs> right uh, no,
1: I'm with him on that, though. The mystique yeah. of leading the undefeated Eagles and, you know, doing something starting the, with the best record they've ever had before that mm-hmm. that definitely plays into Jalen Hurts's favor. So if they don't end up going undefeated. That's it. You know, it's going to knock them back down to like a more realistic level.
2: I get it that the, the league kind of loves to see if that 72 Dolphins team can put away the champagne forever and. And and, and Hurts has been great because he's got the aspect of the legs and the rushing touchdowns and the passing touchdowns. And again, their team's undefeated. Again, though, look at the difference. Mahomes lost a receiver and A.J. Brown became a wide receiver for Jalen Hurts, you know, and and Mahomes has got the number one offense in the league. I believe that Mahomes is more valuable to his team than Jalen Hurts um, because if Philadelphia was as good as they are this year, they'd have had similar record last year, and they added AJ Brown this year. The Chiefs lost Tyree Kill this year, and it's been a big difference. And it hasn't been, a, and it's been a big difference for the Chiefs because their offense is number one, and Mahomes is almost known for three thousand yards in nine games, three thousand yards in nine games. And Jalen Hurts has uh, AJ Brown and that team rolling again. They're down at halftime. I believe what is it, twenty to fourteen
0: mm. at halftime? Yeah.
2: To Washington, um, Philadelphia gets the ball, but again. Uh, something we saw on Sunday was the emergence of Kadarius. Tony oh, and yeah. you, my friend are ready to go all in.
1: All right. So I got a take on this guy uh, just from being out there and watching him. And I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but this guy,
2: Oh no, you want him to Wally pit
1: McCall Harden. Oh, he's going to, Okay. he's going to, as long as he stays healthy, which I also don't know if he was as hurt as people think in New York because My take on that is I think the new coaching staff came in in New York, didn't get along with Kadarius. He didn't play. Clearly, this guy is talented enough to be playing on the Giants. you know. So he should have been out there the whole time. But the thing that really excited me is I saw flashes of maybe not like talent level and all of that, but I saw flashes of them doing the same things with him as they used to do with Tyreek Hill. You know, he's able to do the gadgety kind of jet sweep stuff. He's able to take that quick slant or that screen pass and bust it for 30 yards. Mm He's he's sneaky fast out there, but he's also got those little spin moves and everything where he's picking up an extra five, 10 yards and the way he went up and just high pointed that ball was incredible. So I think the chiefs, it makes a lot of sense why this was the only real move that they made at the trade deadline, because I think they see this guy and they saw the tape from that one big time game that he had last year with the giants and said, that's the guy that can maybe replace Tyreek Hill. It's probably not McColl. He hasn't lived up to it yet. You know, McColl Hardman might be back here if he ends up taking some concessions on his contract when it comes time to negotiate that. But Kadarius Toney is that dude. Your he, thoughts?
2: Yeah. Uh, real quick to me, when, when Six Dusty was watching a game at the bar yesterday, dude next to me was devastated, had a five-leg parlay, had hit on four, missed the C E H scoring at any time touchdown. He showed me the ticket. He meant to put a hundred on it, but was hammered and put 10 K on it. That's tough. Uh, Would have paid 488,000. I felt obligated to buy him a drink or six. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Or maybe don't buy him any drinks. He puts hammered bets in. All right. So my thought on Kadarius Tony. Okay. I think he did everything he needed to do for a player that is trying to get more uh, reps in an Andy Reid offense. Andy Reed will try to put you out there, give you a situation and see how you handle it. As you have noticed, Juju Smith Schuster week in and week out, his role has expanded because he's obviously gotten more trust with Andy Reed, more trust with Patrick Mahomes. That is the perfect case scenario when they trust you and they know that you can go out there and just kind of do what you want to do. Then it's fine. You, you're you going to be able to make plays. You're going to be able to use your talent. And we've seen that with the MBS. Obviously Travis Kelsey has evolved over the years where his He's just basically, you just go be you. Canary's Tony on Sunday was probably the fan favorite because it's new. Hadn't been seen before. Exciting. The hobble in the end zone was, was, was cheeky. Um, the catch where if a lot of people didn't notice this, go back and watch. He adjusts his gloves as he's running and getting ready to jump in the air as if he is like a salivating pet waiting for the treat. Like it knows it's coming. He knows he's going to get it. He's just got gearing be up for, for it. Him. Right. And I've always said it's new face. New place can, can kind of change an athlete. Uh, You know, for those of you that have plants in your house, you've moved it from one spot to another. It gets more sun. It gets a different type of sun. It becomes a completely different plant. Canarius Tony in New York was not working out. He had been there for their draft pick last year had been there halfway this year, was kind of used in a, in, a, in a way that he didn't like was, was lingering. Or not in, used. Or not used. It was lingering an in injury and and didn't really care for it. And then comes to a team where, yes, you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, right? It's, you know, it's having a a, a producer that's been here for a week as opposed to having someone like you. I know that this show is going to go flawless. I don't have to worry about anything because I can trust it, what you're going to do, and I know that it's going to be better because of it. Patrick Mahomes is the same way. Kadarius Tony's like, hey, man. Daniel Jones, that's who I had. I come to Patrick Mahomes, my talent plus that guy's talent makes our talent that much better. It's a power-up. It's a boost. So, yes, I am am worried about what this does to McCole Hardman's touches. Now, McCole Hardman missed that game due to an an abdomen injury. I assume he'll be ready to go for Sunday. But the one thing I will say that I do like is I think in-house competition is one of the best things you can possibly have, and I'm interested to see what this does to McCole Hardman. For because sure. if I'm Nicole Hardman, I know exactly what my situation is. There are two guys playing in games in this game tonight, A.J. Brown and, and, and Terry McLaurin, who have gotten paid, who got selected in the same class that he did. Now, is he that type of receiver? No, but he was drafted in that class. He is a free agent wide receiver, and I think he can get money like a Christian Kirk got.
1: I'm not putting him in the same level as Christian Kirk, but I think McCall Hardman could get that money. But Christian Kirk is just, you know, he's probably a good number two on a lot of teams.
2: He looked like a damn good number one yesterday. He did,
1: he did yesterday. I'll give him and,
2: that. And that's, the you know, thing. but
1: he's like a, he's a fringe guy. He's sure. probably not like well, a, a solid number one. But he one.
2: got $84 million in the offseason season and really kind of set the wide receiver market. Oh, yeah. And that's probably why the Chiefs don't have Tyree kills because of guys like Christian Kirk getting paid. 100%. So it's an overpaid market which is where you put McCall Hardman. Does McCall Hardman want money next year? Does McCall Hardman want to get paid heavily? Probably. How does he do that? He has to produce. How does he produce? He's got to be on the field. How does he get on the field? He's got to be better than the guy that's in front of him. And right now, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have a new toy who wears number 19, who looked really damn good yesterday. So, yes, let the competition begin between Tony and uh, McCall
1: Hardman. You got to think about it, too. I mean, Juju one-year deal. McCall Hardman, free agent after this year.
2: MVS on a one more year.
1: Right. Like they're trying to build for the future here and figure out who's going to be catching passes from Mahomes other than Travis Kelsey five years from now. Maybe right. it's number 19.
2: Yep. That's Nick Price. I'm Dusty Likens. Thanks to Gino. Thanks to Big T. Thanks to Batman. Thanks to Dan and KCK. Thanks to all of you who listen from the text line on the 913-586-7610. If you're out there driving, please be safe. It hasn't stopped snowing since I got here. I'm incredibly nervous. I'm mad about it. It's all right. A little late-night grub, a little late-night action. As always, go do something nice for somebody. Clean their windshield off. If you're at a job, get ready to leave. I'm Dusty Likens. Do something nice for somebody It can change this mad, disgusting world. I'm out of here.
3: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.